Studios, it's time for The Rush with Podcast Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. You know, you got to give credit to, to OU. I mean, they... They, they played hard. I mean, they, they brought a lot of different pressures. You know, they were able to attack in a variety of ways. We knew that was an explosive offense, you know, especially with their skill position, you know, at, at, um, at, at wide receiver. You know, the young back, you know, he's, he's good. And I, I know he's good. Um, yeah, their quarterback, you know, you know did, a, did a great job in what they were doing. But, but ultimately, our guys, they just continued to fight. And, uh, you know, when, when we had to take the field one more time, you know, our, our defense ended it the way it needed to be ended. And so uh, just proud of, proud of this team. I still don't get it. What he looks like and what he sounds like doesn't mesh. Doesn't work. Do you think Florida State potentially replaced him with the robots after he entered the season on the hot seat? (laughs) Maybe they replaced him with the robot after he first showed up in 2020 and lied to his football team. Isn't that what happened? I can't remember the details. Doesn't matter. Um, They played a good football game last night. They got a pretty good squad, and they're going to be good again next year. And the big, well, there's a bunch of big takeaways. But one of the the things about last night that was cool, and I don't know how it came across on television, Tyler, but that place was as packed of a stadium as I've seen in a long time. I mean, every single seat in that stadium had a butt in it. Uh, Everyone, I I couldn't tell early on if the TV broadcast was amplified, or if like the uh, war chant was just uh, incredibly loud. I think it was a combination of both, because the like the broadcaster's level of sound was a little low, and I don't know where they had the field mic, but my God, it sounded like yeah. it was so loud there. Every big Florida State play was, yeah, you, you could tell that FSU packed that house last night. So, essentially, OU is playing on the road once again in a bowl game. Go figure that yeah. one. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we were talking about it last night uh, pregame, and m- maybe someone has brought this up, or, or I don't know, but it was interesting. And I think it's right. The 2000 National Championship is that the last bowl game we've won in Florida? Um, let me see. 01 Cotton, 02 Rose. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think it is. Because you lost the Russell Athletic Bowl there. You lost in 08 lost there. In you lost in 04 there. Yeah. We lost in 18 there to in Alabama. The yep, correct. Dang. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And you've played a lot of bowl games there. Like, we just listed <laughs> yeah. off. That's that's things. Yeah, most of them to Florida teams. It uh, feels like, but yeah. Um, you guys were talking about that on the broadcast, the one that uh, I heard really sucks. Is, is that the one? Uh, what do you mean? That you heard the broadcast sucks? I, I, yeah, I just I just heard that you're dumber than a box of rocks and all, all sorts of things, which it's, it, it's great to talk to the brilliant, incredibly talented, not dumber than a box of rocks, Teddy Lehman today. Yeah, that is nice. Now, I've seen some reference to this on my Twitter machine. So tell me what happened. What's going on here? Well, um, allegedly, and some people on um, social media, I guess, heard it last night, 
Let me get to uh, what this particular texter said. This is a text that blew up last night. It says, okay. Jim Traber just went off on the at T-Row OU radio crew. Quote, the color guy is dumb as a rock. <laughs> the sideline guy <laughs> is happy to be alive and at a football game. Um, I, I guess those were a couple of his quotes. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Uh, dumb as a rock. I don't know. Uh Thanks for listening. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, Hey, guilty as charged. Not the first time I've been accused of being uh, dumb as a box of rocks, nor will it be the last. But um, I welcome the criticism. I do. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about that. You know, I don't. First of all, I didn't hear it. So I don't know that it actually happened. Maybe it did. It probably did. Well, apparently um, he doubled down on it today, saying that the radio crew is, is awful, essentially. Yeah. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. I really don't – I don't have – I care more about what my mom thinks of the broadcast than I do what uh, Jim Traber thinks of the broadcast. I Is it any shock – that he would say that it's horrible? Of course he says it's horrible. It has to be horrible. If it's not horrible in his mind, then what what would he do with himself? It has to be terrible. Everything always has to be terrible. That's just how it is with yeah. him. It's That's fine. And some people who feel like everything else is terrible too, want that to be reinforced. I'm feeling happy today. Someone bring me back down. Uh, let me tune in to someone that thinks everything is horrible. God, ah, there it is. Yes. The OU broadcast is terrible. The OU football team is terrible. The television broadcast is terrible. It's fun right? listen, Isn't huh? that how it's supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, that sounds like a fun <laughs> show to listen to. All right. It's pathetic. He's horrible. They suck. He can't coach a lick. He's dumb as a box of rocks. That running back is terrible. Isn't that, isn't that the broadcast summed up right there? That was isn't about that how well, it always is. You got to bring your wife on for a segment. You got to talk about snacks and dumb, you know, music <laughs> trivia, but you got about 95% of it. Oh, and by the way, you got to say the the few nice things you say, Teddy, you got to say, well, it was really cool to see him be honored tonight with the uniforms when the guy has been, um, he passed away like 17 years ago. So things yeah. like that. Well, yeah. I I totally expect it. That's how it always goes. Um, and you know what? Here's the other thing. When you're doing a broadcast of a football game for a team, um, I, especially whenever you lose, you're going to catch some heat on how you call the game. I, all you got to do is... Check out the mentions of anyone who calls a game on television and, you know, is supposed to be neutral. It'll be amazing how both fan bases think that the broadcast is totally biased for the other team. 
you're never going to hear something. It's not going to come across how you want it to, right? If you're upset with how they're playing, the broadcast needs to be angry and and it needs to reflect how you feel. If you feel like you're playing great and you're winning, it needs to mirror that. So anything that's a, a criticism is going to be looked at as some type of bias. That's just the nature of it, man. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, but, I mean, here's the thing is, you know, as angry as OU fans and as upset as OU fans have been this year, I don't really see anyone critical of the radio broadcast. I think regardless of what happens on the field, good or bad, everyone recognizes that that's a really good radio broadcast. And anyone that knows anything about radio or radio broadcasts or play-by-play teams would all admit, like, and I'm not just saying this, like, you guys have easily one of the best in college football, if not the best. I I listen to a lot of others. I I know what's going on out there. Like, you guys are elite when it comes to a play-by-play team. And for someone to, like, if you want to be critical, like, whatever, but to say that dumb dumb as a rock or don't know what they're talking about, like, that's stupid. That says more about the individual that doesn't have a clue more than anything else. That is someone who surely doesn't really believe that. He's like what you just said. He's got to be angry about everything. Maybe there's some jealousy mixed in there. God, that's probably the case, but it's just it's a dumb, uninformed opinion from someone that is out of touch and really doesn't have much of a clue. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It does feel good every now and then to say, it sucks, he's horrible, they're dumb, that broadcast was pathetic, that coach should be fired. Yeah, it kind of feels good every now and hey, then. Hey, to be fair, I did that a couple times uh, when the referee crew <laughs> spotted the football last night. Uh, I still don't know what's up with that. but I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And... Uh, perhaps we just never noticed it before because the amount of games we were winning, I don't know. Like if, if I, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch all of those games, and I refuse to do that. I'm not going back and watching anything. Um, but the officiating this year has – it's been horrible all those officials should be fired be honest it feels pretty good to say that out loud does it not i know yeah feels good feels really good Uh, but seriously man i thought florida state was a good half yard short in the second half and there's no measurement it was just yep first down florida state and then I, I swore, I thought, oh, you got the first down easily right before the half, before they settled for the field goal. Maybe I missed something there. I wasn't yeah. the only one that thought that. But, I don't know, there's just a couple times last night where the spot was just way off and it wasn't even reviewed or measured or, or anything. It was, it was weird. Yeah. Very weird. Uh, <laughs> I, I brought it up a couple of times. And we've gotten to the point where we just kind of laugh at it now and because it's been like that all season. And and Toby last night was like, well, it's close enough. That's kind of been the theme of the year. It, eh, eh, it looks good. It's close enough. And that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like you just, eh, you just kind of get it in the general area. No big deal. But, well, um, 
Was that not an exact replica of the previous four losses? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Now, I, I, OU played better than, well, overall they played better than I thought. Like, the, the running game was, I didn't think that they were going to rush for over 250 yards. And I'm guessing yep. not a whole lot of people did. So, sure, like, there were some encouraging things to take away from last night. We'll get into those. But, yeah, dude, it's just, you know, you take away three plays and flip them, not only do you win, but you probably win by 10 to 14 points. It's, it's, yeah. it's frustrating. That's it. That's how it goes. Um, you know, I, here's one more thing that we have to talk about uh, with the officials being horrible. The um, the final the final like how the the game unfolded. Okay, FSU kicks a field goal to take the lead. 35-32. And the clock ticks 55 See? seconds. He's not dumber than a rock. He knows exactly what happened with under a minute mm-hmm. left. That's great. That's awesome. Right. Uh, they kick off. Touchback. Okay? No time ticks off the clock. We take our first snap with 55 seconds left in the game. Okay? It's a completed pass to Braden Willis for nine yards, which looked like a first down to me, but we don't need to get into that, okay? The ball was snapped at 55 seconds. Quick drop back pass, fires it to Braden Willis over the middle, catch, tackle instantly, and we run up to the line really quickly, and we run up and snap it so quickly that we get a false start or a procedure not everyone was set. Yep. Okay? Now, since we're uh, at this point in the game and you have a penalty, it requires a 10-second runoff, correct? That is correct. That's what happened, So the next snap, okay, was with 28 seconds, I believe, on the clock. Or was it? I think it was yeah. 28 seconds because yeah. initially the scoreboard goes up to 48 seconds, back to 38, back to 28. They also had OU up 10 nothing when they were only up 7 or, or seven to 3 during the game. Whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, yes. The next snap is at 28. So, I'm supposed to believe that a snap, throw it quick to Braden Willis, catch tackle instantly, right back on the ball, Snap it, whistle dead, took nearly 20 seconds. And then they run 10 seconds extra off of that. There's no way. Yeah. Absolutely no way. They just looked up at the clock later and like, yeah, I don't know where it is now, but take 10 seconds off of it. (laughs) So it's just like. It was mismanaged. Come on, guys. Yeah. Let's Let's have a little bit of. All right, let's. I know no one cares. It's the Cheese It Bowl, right? So maybe I, no one cares about the Cheese It Bowl, which fine. But my goodness, can't we just have a game play out like it's supposed to? But let's be honest. At that point, 
I don't think it was going to matter. Yeah, um, maybe not. But still, like, there are some things that happened know, last night. Like, yeah. I mean, w- with the spots and what you're talking about here, they've got to do something about guys faking injuries when a team's starting to have oh. momentum on a drive. And I knew that – I knew watching it live, like, oh, God, I know he's going crazy about this right now. But – I think missing just one play, they, they've got to do something about that. Like, Florida State had a play last night where two guys were down on the same play. And then, surely enough, they magically get right up, you know, after being attended to yeah. and jog back to the sideline. But it's just I, – I, I hate it, man. I think it's terrible for the sport. And it got to a pretty ridiculous level last night. Well, it's – it's here's the thing. It's bad. It's bad for the sport, right, because – I don't know necessarily that it's against the rules. Now they tried to they tried to put in something to where you can, you know, send that into the conference and the conference can, you know, do something if they want to, which is stupid as hell. Like that, uh, come on. Um, but it, it's it's not how the sport is meant to be played. Okay, it's it's trying to game the system, game the rules. It. Is terrible for the in-stadium viewer if you're there at the game and something's happened, like you've got some action, you've got some energy going, whether you're home, whether you're away, whatever. I, it's terrible with the constant stopping of play, and it's terrible on television. No one wants to watch that where you have such stop and start. Anytime something is, is starting to uh, gather momentum, it's just it's terrible all the way around it's not good for anyone it makes players look like pansies yep especially when two go down on the same play it's like oh you guys didn't communicate who was going to be the fall guy on this one huh you get a couple first downs you guys did not uh, communicate like all right they get a couple first downs again you're going to be the one that falls down and fakes injure right not everyone got that memo two guys on the same play yeah i i don't know it's it's bad Something has to happen. But, again, not why we lost the game. And no, I know you're not no, saying no, that. No, 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 no. Um, you lost the game because the defense got two fourth uh, down stops and he did nothing with it. You lost the game because you should have been up 21-3, but you had a penalty. Yeah, um, I, yeah I can point to three or four different instances why, why you lost yeah. the game. We had a fumble late. Yep, you know, sure. late whenever we are uh, going in to go up. What we would have gone up seven at that point, just sticking it right up there. You know what, dude? We had two freshman running backs, and Florida State secondary players were like turning it down. Didn't want to have anything to do with tackling either one of those guys. That yeah, was, that was cool to see. Um, Lebby's caught. I mean, he's ton of flack this year right maybe more than anyone on the staff uh Brent Venables included Levy's Levy. he's horrible <laughs> yeah, yeah. he should be fired that's the Monday afterthought on him uh every single game this year I thought he did a great job last night of sticking to the run and OU stuck with the run it wasn't enough to win the win the football game I understand that but you're right um OU was running the ball with some success, a lot of success in the fourth quarter in the second half. They had over 250 rushing yards with four new offensive linemen and two freshman running backs. Yeah. Uh, Yet again, we win rushing yards and turnovers and lose the football game. Should be almost an impossibility 
uh, for it to happen as many times as it's happened for us this year. Uh, but we'll get into more details as the show rolls on. Hit us on the text line, 651-343. I'm Noble McIntyre, attorney at McIntyre Law. For almost 30 years, I've had the privilege of representing people across the state, winning hundreds of millions of dollars for Oklahoma families. I haven't retired because I love what I do. I stand up to big insurance companies. If the offer isn't fair, I won't settle. What I will do is fight for the full amount due my clients. At McIntyre Law, we are committed to obtaining full justice for our clients. Contact McIntyre Law at 405-917-5200 or visit us at McIntyreLaw.com. the rush on the ref we'll call it a football friday we got bowl games going on all day long tyler mccombus teddy layman it is the rush on the ref uh maryland and nc state maryland wins the duke's mayo bowl 16 12 over 23rd ranked nc state ucla up on pits 10 minutes left in the third ucla is up 21 14 in that game and then how about this end of the first quarter in the gator bowl spencer rattler in south carolina up on Notre Dame, 21-7. to Spencer Rattler mm. putting up some numbers early on. Uh, he's 11-14 for Marcus Freeman should yards. be fired. He's horrible. It's probably going on right now. Would you doubt that? I mean, it's pathetic. Hey, yeah. one, one of your uh, – <laughs> I had to laugh last night. One of your favorite things happened on the postgame show – you know, we're, we're talking okay. about, you know, the missed opportunities during the game. It's like, golly, like, yeah, okay, you can be encouraged by the way they played, but but dang, they had some missed opportunities. And then we start talking about Gavin Sawchuk, which maybe was the story of the <laughs> night, right? And then <laughs> you your favorite. tell me. Yep, yep, it happened. It happened. Why had he been playing all year? Got a call that said that and a few texts that said that as well. Yep, I knew you'd love that. Um, Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know why he hadn't been playing all year. There hasn't been a whole heck of a lot of opportunities because I would say that Javante Barnes has been excellent, continued that last night, and Eric Gray was the best player on the team. So are you willing to pull out the best player on the team? That's oh, that's if you're asking you me, ask no, uh, sorry, uh, n- uh, no, I'm not willing to do that. Let's pull out the best play. I, Teddy, this year, I wanted to give the ball to Eric Gray as much as possible, and I yeah. liked, um, I, I like Javante Barnes and some other things that they had in the run game. But like every time you gave the ball to someone else, you weren't giving it to Eric Gray. So I, I it was in OU's best interest this year to give it to Zero as much as possible, but. That being said, I like the one-two punch of our running backs going into next season. I think you should. Tyler. I uh, I thought Sawchuck was going to be purely a speed guy. You know, yeah. maybe not great running north and south, but that was proven pretty wrong last night. He looks like he's a yeah. pretty good all-around back. He's got some thump to him, man. I did not expect he that. He does. You know, I, th- I think it's a – it's a really nice one too. They're they're different enough. Like Barnes is an absolute headhunter. Okay, I I don't know how it looked on television, 
but there were a couple of times where he put his head down and ran into some guys, and you could hear the crack in the stadium over everything, and I had a headset on. It was impressive. And like I said, in the second half, those Florida State secondary players, whenever he had a, had a full run, they did not want any part of it. Um, and then Sawchuck is he's physical enough. He's not he's not like Barnes, but that's fine. I mean, you don't yeah, want sure. your guys like that, you know. Um, but he's still physical. He put his he put his head down a couple of times. Uh, was running through tackles. Uh, has really good balance. I thought uh, was able to keep his feet and and continue to run and chew up yards. And he's like. The complaints about Eric Gray were always the breakaway speed, right? I I think both of those guys, but especially Sawchuck, have some home run speed for sure. Yeah, um, in terms of individual things that you know might make you feel better about next season, uh, you, you got to start with that. 253 yards on the ground. And maybe you want to extend that out from the two freshman running backs to the offensive line and some of the holes that they were opening up. But it, it, like, if you want to look individually at like, all right, yeah, you lost the game, that stinks, but here's something that gets me excited about next year. I don't know how you don't start with those two guys at running back because, I, I mean, that's your one-two punch for next year. Like, guys yeah. that – because, again, like for the past three weeks, we said there's going to be some, some guys that have a real chance to cement themselves – in the positions that they're going to be battling for in the spring. And I think that both those guys still probably have to earn it in the spring and training camp, but they sent out a message last night that, yeah, they got a pretty strong lead probably, you know, going into spring that they're your one-two punch. Yeah. Um, how about my man, Johnny Wilson? He's good. That catch he made late in the fourth quarter, I mean, that was a dagger, but dang. Six seven, yep. athletic. Um, he had a really bad drop, I think, in the second half in the middle of the field. But his numbers were still really, really good, even with that. Yep. 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 I just didn't know he was uh, your. I didn't know he was your man. That's news to me. I knew you liked him, but I didn't know it was that dang. serious. Well, it's not. I could. I don't care about him at all. What I like is size at wide receiver. That's what I like. I'm going to hit you with the tag word, Tyler. Catch radius. <laughs> Thanks, Kirk. All right. I appreciate that, Mr. Herbstreet. <laughs> oh, man. I could hear it. He wasn't calling the game, uh, Orlovsky was, but I could hear it whenever he went up and made that catch, you know, that two-handed, it's like a deep dig. And I thought it was overthrown uh, as I was watching it fly down the field, and he just goes up like 10 or 11 feet in the air and just plucks it. I, I could hear Herb Street. And, you know, Johnny Wilson had three catches for 85 yards last week. Just has a tremendous catch radius. Yeah, He probably well, tweeted. Can, someone, someone make sure that he didn't tweet that out last night. I think there's pretty good odds yeah. that he did. Uh, text line, 405-651-3439. Sawchuck was running too hard on that play where he fumbled. He went straight into contact and could have tried to avoid it better. Yeah. Well, 
perhaps as we sit here in hindsight and and see how it unfolded but i'm just telling you right now at that point in the game florida state was about to say all right screw you guys can have the game all right we're done tackling these two dudes you go back and watch the series before where barnes scores the touchdown easy touchdown who was wide open Two plays on that drive, almost back-to-back. The safety, uh, 38 on the touchdown play. Tyler straight up turns it down. Doesn't even want to have anything to do with it. Makes zero attempt at all at making a tackle there because Barnes was going about a 1,000 miles an hour, and the only thing visible was the top of his helmet. Uh, They were done tackling. So I I think that they just – our offensive line and our backs felt that and just were continuing to bring the hammer. And, you know, unfortunately, one of the players put their, their helmet or their pads right on that forearm and that ball story popped of the out. Se- story of the season happened I know is, is what happened. I know it. Golly. Uh, Sawchuck looks like he changed his body quite a bit since he got to Norman, says someone in the 918. Yeah, I, I felt that a little bit too. Well, hey, I thought he looked good. But he fumbled late, Tyler, so he sucks. He's horrible. The running back coach should be fired. When it's time to tell all of our listeners to, uh, you know, thank you for what they've done this year, have a happy new year. Are you going <laughs> to tell everyone that you hope that their new year sucks? That'd be pretty uh, yeah. on brand, I'm sure. I appreciate you guys, but you're pathetic. <laughs> should all be fired. Next year's RB1 and 2 complement each other really well. Saw Chuck's running style makes me think of Mr. Rodney Anderson. He's got, um, the way I said it last night on air during the broadcast, which maybe was stupid considering I'm as dumb as a box of rocks. Dumb as a rock. Not, not even multiple rocks. Rock. Just one rock. Ah, yeah. Man, that's that's bad. Um, I feel like Javante Barnes is way more explosive in his cuts, and that's a style thing. I'm not saying that it's better. And Sawchuck is more – it looks like he's kind of on rails. You know what I'm saying? Almost yeah. like he's slalom skiing or something. It's It's got like um, – uh, finesse isn't the. It's just it's smooth. It's fluid. It's still aggressive, but Barnes is, you know, it, it, it's like stuff's flying everywhere. There's dirt churning. There's knees and elbows flying all over the place. His pads are, you know, flapping. It's it's something to watch. They're they're a little bit different, but I think they're both excellent. Uh, let me read one more text, and I got an observation uh, about last night and, and how you're talking. NC Oki says, did last night affect Marvin Mims' draft stock? No. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Although he did make a, a two, the two catches he made were fantastic. So the tone that I'm getting from you, and I don't think it's unlike a whole lot of fans out there, but... I, we both recognize that they still lost the game. They finished 6-7 and seven this year, and yeah. they had enough mistakes to cost them the game. But I sense a very 
optimistic mood from you coming out of this loss last night? Am I reading the situation oh, correctly? I don't know. I, or are you just numb to everything else that's happened this year by this point? Somewhat. Uh, here's the thing. I have... I have uh, a long time prior accepted what this season is. Right? Going 7-6... and six, was not going to change my, your, any of the fans' perspective on this season on whether or not it was a success or a failure, okay? So I'm not trying to look at last night's game as if the entire season depended on it. Now, you play each and every game, you prepare each and every game as if the season depends on it. That's just how you have to be as a competitor, okay? But I... I still believe that this season, and I'll say the same exact thing I've said a couple of times now. Obviously, I did not predict that this would happen. And before the season unfolded, if I would have come on and said that maybe it's not such a bad thing that we go six and seven this year, I would have been fired for being horrible. Probably, okay? yeah. And I'm not – I. but after it's all happened and I look back at it, I still believe, and you've heard me say this a couple of times, I think that this season, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad thing that it happened. We suffered through it. We've made it. We're all still here, okay? The world has not ended yet. So, I think whenever you have a season that's as disappointing as this one is, it exposes a bunch of stuff, okay? A bunch. It's not just players. It's players, it's coaches, staff, administration, it's facilities. It's like day-to-day how we operate. There's a bunch of things, right? And everyone, no one takes a, uh, they always say that they're taking a deep look inside to see, you know, what we're doing that's right, what we're doing that's wrong. But it's a little bit different whenever you take that look after going 11 and 2 as opposed to 6 and 7, right? Yeah. So I think that there's going to be a lot of good that ends up coming from this season. A lot of good. Yeah, obviously there needs to be. Like, a six and yep. seven season, okay, but like I, they need to win ten games next year. Can, can, is that fair? Is that okay to say they need to get back to winning ten games next year with the schedule that they're probably going to have? Well, I don't. We can put a number on it if you want. I don't. I'm not necessarily caring about the number. We need to win the Big Twelve next year. Okay, that's fine. I'll 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 settle for that. Yes. Yeah. Give me a wide open league next 12. year. Very wide open league. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep in the text line. We'll get to some of those next. 651-3439. This is your home for Sudo. Health and Human Services. Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council. Football Friday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Quick scoreboard update. UCLA 28, Pitt 21. 
Three minutes left in the third quarter in the Sun Bowl. South Carolina 21, Notre Dame 10. Uh, that's in the Gator Bowl with six and a half minutes left in the first half. Ohio and Wyoming tied at zero early in the first quarter in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Maryland beats nice. NC State earlier 16-12. to And I cannot wait for 7 p.m. tonight. Tennessee and Clemson it. get a matchup in the Orange Bowl. I think that game is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, Ready for that one. Clemson is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, Tyler. What say you? Um, kind of like Tennessee in this game a little bit, I think. Really? Yeah. Though, guess what? Um, whoever does the uh, Clemson postgame show might be like mine. If Cade Klubnick in his first start goes out and balls, you're going to hear the uh, – why wouldn't he play in all year long? I'm sure that Clemson Sports Radio yeah. will have that take tonight. And you know what? They yeah. may not be wrong about that, by the way. Yeah, they may not be wrong. Hard to say. Uh, I don't I don't even know who to pick with the two starting quarterbacks uh, for the majority of the season being out. Hooker and Uyunga Lele, it's it's hard to know exactly what's going to happen out there in the football. Tennessee's give a rip meter is pretty high in this game. I would I would assume best bowl game they've been played in, and I I don't even know how long. Yeah, and they're I bet they have a ton of fans there for the Orange Bowl. I bet so. Hey, um, let's get to as many texts as we can here in the next few minutes. Day, uh, let's see, I feel positive going forward after re-watching the game again. Uh, this one says, growth and death can both be painful. Feel confident it's growth. <laughs> I hope it's growth and not death. Uh, though it did feel like death at some points uh, this season. Sawchuck didn't graduate early last year from high school, so he wasn't able to get reps last spring. I suspect he got much better from the time he stepped on campus last summer until last night. Murray has proven that he's one heck of a good running backs coach. The improvement of Eric Gray this year over last year is a tribute to both Gray and DeMarco. That's a good point about DeMarco. I remember a time, what, about a year ago where people were saying that he can't recruit, he may not be cut out. DeMarco's proven uh, with Eric Gray this year, with what we saw last night, with the past two recruiting classes. DeMarco is more than qualified. He's a really, really good running backs coach. Yeah. Uh, I talked to DeMarco Murray after the football game. What did he say? And, well, nobody was happy, all right? But. Which, that's a good sign, I, by the way. I, I, I'd like yeah, to hear that. I, uh, I was trying to convince him that the two young bucks, considering the circumstances, uh, play pretty daggum good. Uh, he was reluctant to accept that. Because <laughs> uh, here's the thing now, and, and this is the part that, that always gets lost whenever we talk about running backs. Both of those guys were excellent carrying the football. You can't – no one's going to say that they weren't. But you had one that had a costly fumble, right, that made it difficult to come back in that game. And both guys uh, got their asses handed to them a couple of different times in blitz protection. Yeah, which is not all that surprising. I mean, 
right. tough spot for them. But yeah, still. Yeah. So you know, there's there's plenty of good there. Um, you know. <laughs> Most young running backs don't become willing uh, blockers for quite a while. Sure. Like, there, there's finally a point, because it's tough duty now. You're giving up weight. You're giving up, uh, uh, you know, momentum, and it's way more fun to carry the ball. But eventually those guys come around to that, and I think DeMarco will real, will, uh, will get them there. Real quick, Tanner Mordecai just committed to Wisconsin. So that's, I, that's a done deal. I heard deal. that last night. That's awesome. They've had like three right. quarterbacks. In the lives of people I care about. No matter where you live, be aware of the dangers in your area and have a plan. You can create an emergency kit, come up with an evacuation plan, and know where to seek shelter. You never know when a disaster may hit. These simple steps can help save a life. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of The Rush. CavensConstruction.com. They can help you out with your home or your office building. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. This one says, uh, you're welcome, Wisconsin. Sincerely, the Oklahoma quarterback room. Yeah, they've donated a couple <laughs> of those up there to uh, Madison. And uh, yeah. and uh, McCade Matoyer's uh, younger brother, by the way, is also going up there. Who's like the or he committed there. He's like the third highest ranked quarterback commit Wisconsin's ever had. Wow. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Um, he's a – he's a – it's weird that his older brother's a guard and he's a high-level quarterback. Yeah, I don't know how that works Just, out. Yeah, kind of interesting. But. Uh, please have your wives on to talk about holiday snacks, please, guys. <laughs> yeah, that happens elsewhere. My wife could talk about holiday snacks. That's, that's a uh, passionate subject of hers. And uh, holiday drinks as well. And then a, a whole lot of people saying how much they enjoy you and enjoy the broadcast as a whole. Because, well, that's the, oh, that's, well, we appreciate it's the right that. answer. It's, it's, it's a great broadcast. Uh, let's we'll see. Appreciate Should that, Venables and Levy have run the touchdown play more often last night? That's from Russ in Atlanta. At least one more time. Yes. No. No. I think you hold that one until next season. We you don't want to show the touchdown play before you really need it. We may have gone eleven and two last year, but we were about five plays away from finishing six and seven. Some random Caleb Magic saved that season. Well, and we talked about that last year, right? We talked about and the fan base knew it. We were what, nine and zero at one point? And pretty much the entire fan base was convinced that we were not any good. Right? So I it, it, really should have known better. It was the exact same team, just really minus Caleb Williams and a couple of other guys, you know, a, a slew of defensive guys. So, yeah, we'll get there, though. I think uh, things are headed in a good direction. We'll talk about some of that next. Quick time out here from Riverwind. Hour number two is next. Stay tuned. 1400 a.m. 